0: Okay, so the first uh, post for this podcast will be about why I am a hermit, or why I'm a loner. And I'm going to explain this by uh, looking at three points. One is that uh, everyone is alone anyway that all human connection is not real connection. That's my first point. My second point is that human connection involves compromise and sacrifice. My third point is uh, monetary. That human connection often has a price and it's a very high price so the first point is that there is no human connection anyway it's a it's kind of a it's a myth it's a an idea that someone will love you i suppose love is the best word to use in this situation someone will accept you for who you are, but the reality is that we are all greedy. We humans are all innately greedy and we seek to oppress and exploit others for our own gain. And we may not even be aware that we're doing this, but it comes out eventually. We often delude ourselves into believing that we oppress others for some higher noble or virtuous reason but the reality is that uh, we humans evolved to exploit and oppress others because that's what increased the probability of survival so when you look at all human relations it's uh, transactional, it's exploitative, there is a power dynamic, there's uh, there's an exchange, there's a, there's something provided in exchange for something else. We see it not just in employment, uh, in the labor market, but we also see it in marriage, we also see it in dating, we see it everywhere. Humans, when they interact, not just among themselves, but also with the environment and with animals, it's exploitative, it's oppressive. That's just nature. And so therefore, there's no, uh, no one, you can't connect with someone. That is wishful thinking, It's, you could say it's terror management uh, theory. It's something that we've constructed to delude ourselves, or at least to, uh, so that we can pretend that we are not savages. My second point is that human interaction involves compromise, and... Basically, when you're with someone, there has to be an alignment of uh, values, uh, and usually, when for a lot of people, they're um, they're influenced by modern culture or at least mainstream culture. So a lot of people, by definition, they watch or they consume. Mainstream uh, media, and because of that, this media, this mainstream media, provides them with mainstream values, and they meet other people who have mainstream values, and because there's an alignment in these values, there's a there's a there's some sort there's compatibility to an extent. Uh, however. Uh, right or wrong, um, a lot of people nowadays um, have access to um, smartphones, uh, social media, and one of the benefits, or maybe it's not a benefit, is that you can, there's not really, you know, what is mainstream is a lot more difficult to find out nowadays. For example, Used to be the case um, that, say, everyone believes that um, uh, you know football is popular. But nowadays, perhaps on the internet, people can find uh, the sport that they're interested in. So, for example, someone might be interested in soccer. Someone might be interested in hockey, and you know, not just. Soccer, but maybe a different type of soccer, or maybe they're interested in chess, or maybe they just don't like sport anyway. And there's a a social media group that caters to that. There's there's so many different um, uh, groups, and the internet allows for uh, a, allows the supplier. Which is the social media companies to um, provide a community that you know, matches the consumers' preferences, and so what we what we see then is that very many people have um, very, you know very unique values, and so for people to come together and for there to be um, for there to be an alignment of values, it, it's becoming harder. So, for, for example, um, anti natalism is a, um, a philosophy that, um, that I believe in. The philosophy states that um, it's it's not right to have children that you that you shouldn't have children. The main reason for this is that having a, a child is um, will cause well, the child never consented to being born, and so you're imposing on the child um, life, and the child never asked for life. And you know, for a lot of people, life is life is suffering because of. Human, natural human oppression, as I've described before. Anyway, that's for another uh, podcast. The philosophy of anti-natalism. What I'm going to discuss now is that there is compromise when you deal with other people. There is compromise because we're all unique. Um, you know, it, it people blame social media for being divisive, but I think uh, quite simply there's just been a um, the in the past you had um, big intermediaries that controlled the media and so everyone had similar values whereas now there is a Disintegration of those uh, large intermediaries. So there's more. Um, it, it's more efficient for um, the the companies to provide, or well, at least the companies provide the platform, and then people supply and consume their own. You know, community, I suppose, or their own information. So what happens as a result of this is that we're able to, I think, think for ourselves better. We're able to have more unique views. And, and this is kind of abstract. So I'm trying to use an example now where I describe myself as uh, Having found the philosophy of anti-natalism um, online, on social media, on Reddit, for instance, and YouTube, and I, I truly believe in this philosophy. I think it is, I think it is the truth. I, I strongly believe it. there's no way that it can be refuted and that it's the best way to to live life and that's great but the problem is that it's not mainstream at all. Most people are natalists, they believe that children are a blessing, that you should have children, that you should have many children they believe that uh, you know you have to have children; otherwise, there's something wrong with you. So then, it becomes very difficult to uh, form a connection with others when there's large differences in uh, in values. So, for example, if I wanted human connection, um, say with a, a female then she would need to be anti-natalist as well otherwise there's going to be conflict uh you know she may want to have a child and i don't want to so then she's obviously gonna look for someone else who is uh natalist like she is now of course i could Rectify this problem simply by finding an anti-natalist uh, woman. The the problem with that uh, one is that if I go on a anti-natalist forum, or just go to the um, anti-natalist um, subreddit, uh, uh, slash anti-natalism, then there may be none who live near me or around me and you know because they're they're all over the world and you know human connection it you know nowadays at least it it requires physical proximity you have to be close to someone to to connect with them uh you know in the future maybe maybe we can uh do away with that you know vr technology and and, uh, you know, if there's a way that, uh, you know, we can touch someone from the other side of the world, anyway, that's delving into science fiction, right now you have to be close to someone, you can't have a long-distance relationship, you have to be close to someone. If I go on the, um, antinatalism subreddit, chances are most other, um, antinatalist women out there uh, all over the world I can't really connect with them and so that's a problem however even if I manage to find a a woman who has similar views with me on antinatalism the problem is that antinatalism isn't the only uh, view or value that um, we we need to consider that there, there could be all sorts of other um, issues. For example, um, for for example, um, you know, I let, let's say, um, you know, let's take environmentalism. Um, you know, I I, I do uh, somewhat care about the environment and. Um, you know, I think it's, uh, it's a shame that there's too much environmental degradation, too much emission of uh, carbon dioxide, too much pollution in the world. And this is one of the reasons why I think it's important that we don't have children, because children will emit carbon dioxide. And, not only that, but if we have children and the world is... Destroyed by um, the pollution that we humans cause, then, you know, what kind of world are we exposing our children to? They're just going to suffer. You know, it's, in my opinion, hypocritical for someone to uh, have a child and then contribute to the pollution of the world in which their children live. So, if you're going to pollute the world, then have the decency to not have any children. So, so that's, uh, so, um, the, so, getting back to the point, the, let's say, on social media, say, Reddit has a, a new function that allows you to filter people, or members of a subreddit by location, and Let's say I'm able to filter, um, filter out. Um, I'm able to do a search of anti-natalist uh, women living in the same uh, city as me. So, you know, I'm a heterosexual looking for a woman. I, I, I do a search. I find one, and I talk to her. The The problem is that, like I said, that's just one value. You know, she might turn out to be anti-environmentalist. She may think that climate change is a hoax. She may think that, um, that climate change is, is not real, that it's okay to... Um, you know, drive a large four-wheel drive and, and pollute the world, and so there's there's disagreement there. So, y- you see my point. If if it's not um, the value of whether you have a child or not, then it may be some other value, e.g. environmentalism. And if it's not that, it could be something else. There's there's always going to be disagreements. one thing you can do is just not have any strong values on, on on anything uh but if you don't do that then you're not really being true to yourself you know if if you're just feeding yourself mainstream uh media then you have to ask yourself well are you really being true to yourself are you just uh are you just living are you living the life that is are you living your own life or are you just accepting what has been told to you because you see you, you, you have to no matter what people tell you through the media or in conversations you have to question that you have to uh, be critical of that because that is how you arrive at your own um, Views. That is how you arrive at your own values. That's how you become a unique individual, rather than just some um, some um, you know conformist who who just uh, who, you know. But then you're not really you. you, you it, it's as if you don't even exist. And so, if you become authentic. If you're true to yourself, if you develop your own views and values, there's gonna be a disconnect between yours and others, and therefore you can't connect with them, and if you want to connect with them, you have to compromise your values, which is which is not good. So the third Reason why uh, it's good to be a, a loner is because uh, socializing is quite expensive. Now, people um, people have a, a strange view or, or relationship with money. Um, they based on human behavior, people uh, people people like money a lot they, they work hard they, they um, you know they'll do all sorts of things for money but um, but showing others that they like money is kind of looked down upon um, but the, the, the reality is that money is important mainly because money is... It's a, it's, it's, it's a way of of kind of measuring power. And as I said before, humans are naturally exploitative, We're naturally oppressive. Money is just a way to measure or to, or to formalize that uh, oppression or that exploitation that we impose on others and so in this society uh, either you exploit others or they'll exploit you and, and so that's all uh, mediated and measured with money and so we need money otherwise we're powerless money provides you with power and it also provides you with freedom Without money, uh, you're not free. You know, if you're broke, then you have to eat somehow. And if you don't have enough money to eat, you have to work for it. And if you work, then you're subjugating yourself to someone else who has money. That person who has money and is paying you has power over you. So... You know, if you've, um, say if you're, um, a, uh, a, you know, let's say we live in a perfectly capitalistic, um, society, and there's, you know, zero welfare, and, you know, you're a, a child who has been kicked out of home, um, you know, um, if you don't have any food, then you have to work, you have to beg, or maybe you have to prostitute yourself um, in order to get the money to eat, so you you need money, and the more you have, the more freedom you have, Uh, the ultimate freedom I think is the ability to never work, and this comes about from um, having enough money to live off your investments. Now this is, um, many people think this is hard but I don't think it's that hard because there, there are many people who can do it uh, online. Um, if you search the fire movement F.I.R.E. Uh, it stands for Financial Independence, uh, Retire Early, and there's a subgroup called Lean Fire. So this is about uh, retiring on less than forty thousand U.S. dollars per year, and this is uh, this well, this is considered. Fairly lean, less than forty thousand a year. Some people are able to live off, uh, you know, twenty thousand a year. Um, some maybe even less. But you know, the only, in my opinion, the only two necessities in life are food and shelter. So clothes are classified as shelter, and water is classified as food. And if you Add these two, the cost of these two things up, it's not that expensive. Um, you can probably retire or at least become financially independent with about half a million dollars US. And, um, you know, that might take, depends on kind of job yeah, but, you know, have, but it'll take anywhere from five. Every day have an almond latte oh, morning oh, no. that this is the problem and yes these things do cost money and they're not um, necessities um, but we have to look at the quantity the quantum um, of spending here. Um, a lot of these items are not that expensive you know like take a smartphone a premium smartphone may cost one or two thousand dollars and that'll last you about two years um, but all of these uh, consumptions or all of these items that people look down upon there's a pattern and there, there's a pattern in what people look down on and what people don't look down on. People don't look down on natalist consumption. So if you spend money on having a child, people won't look down on Will look down upon that quite a bit, but a smartphone, like I said, will cost about two thousand dollars per year. A child will cost about thirty thousand a year, maybe even more, depending on um, you know whether you bring it to a private school or not. the The, the bottom line is that for most people, it seems that um if consumption leads to procreation it's okay but if consumption does not lead to procreation it's not okay so people don't like the um you know someone who stays at home and plays video games because that's not really it doesn't really lead to procreation because you know it's not very attractive um you know it's not very you, you know, you, people think you're wasting your time you know you're not out there going on dates you're not you know, getting a partner, you're not procreating, and so people look down on that behavior, even though being at home and playing video games is, you know, you, you save a lot of money. It's uh, it's very frugal behavior. Uh, people just, they don't see that because there's this natalist bias in society. And it's not really natalism, but it's uh, it's it's human connection. There is a if you connect with others you know you you meet with them to get them to like you it costs money the clothes the the you know the restaurants it's it's all very expensive and you know chances are people are snobs they only want to be with you if you spend liberally or if you spend a lot and you know there's an evolutionary reason behind this it's because people it's it's, uh, it's it increases your probability of survival if you associate with people who have resources they can protect you and you know a lot of when people choose a partner they think the same thing so human connection and procreation fundamentally, is very shallow. It's all about resources and wealth and power. And so, in order to get human connection, you have to pay for it. It's expensive. And when you pay for it, you deplete your resources, you deplete your uh, your wealth. That reduces your freedom. That means that you're more susceptible to oppression or exploitation from others. So these are, in my opinion, the three main benefits of being a a hermit, a loner. And um, I think that is uh, something to consider.